Okay, I wanted to take a, a brief time. First of all, does everybody have a page, the pages that were handed out? Raise your hand if you don't have the pages. Okay, so Hannah's going to go ahead and hand out a few extra copies for you. I just wanted to take a brief time, and remember we said we did work at the leadership retreat. It was just great. It was great to spend time with you. Some of you couldn't make it. Others of you were there. And one of the things we did at the leadership retreat was we took our, our vision and values, and we looked at what, what we believe is a church, and then we thought about that uh, more particularly. And what does it mean to love God and love people and love our city? Uh, what do we need to learn and grow in in that regarding our ministry? And we got some great feedback from you. Thank you for the, taking time to write back in and, and sharpen, help sharpen our understanding of, of what to communicate. One of the, things that I, the questions that I got from the retreat was, look, okay, we didn't really hear, yes, it was more nuanced, but those were our values as a church. And there's a difference between values as a church and vision, which is the direction of the church. In other words, the direction that the values that we hold propel us in. And I want to take some time and just uh, unpack that a little bit because I think one, one notion I'd like to do away with there, often when people, I've gotten a lot of questions as I've come in, is talking about direction. What kind of church are we going to be? Are we going to be a church for families? Are we going to be a church that ministers to the poor and the marginalized in North Philly? Are we going to be a church for young people? Are we going to be a church? What kind of church are we going to be? And the problem is when those kinds of questions are uh, wrapped up in the question of direction, it's a misunderstanding of the church. It doesn't get the full picture of who we are as the people of God because yes is the answer to all of those things. So what I would say as far as direction is concerned, uh, just in brief, in answer to that, is that our direction is maturity in loving God and loving people and in loving the city. And particularly, one of the great benefits, you know, we heard the Babers talk about transience. Transience is something that God has given us. We've all experienced it. We're going to experience it again. People come and they go. All right? And that's, that's a context. That is a, an identity the Lord has put on our laps to say, be a steward of this. And so one of the things that we want to think about as far as maturity is concerned is what does it mean to have somebody come in our doors Partake in our ministries of loving God, of loving people, and of loving the city, and leave when they leave, because they, they often will rotate out. Some of you will as well. What does it mean to leave here a different kind of Christian than you would have been otherwise? Knowing God a little bit more richly, a little bit more deeply, having relationships that you'll carry into life with you, being changed in the way that you might open yourself up and be vulnerable, being changed in the way that you might serve and and put your energies and your gifts outward towards those who are in need, those who are poor, those who are marginalized. We want to be about being the church. There's a lot about the church that we do, and there's a lot about the church that we have not yet connected with in our ministries, and that's okay. We're growing. You know, we're growing together. But one of the things that I'll say about direction is that if you have to think about loving God, loving people, and loving our city as our values, and, and where's the vision, where's the direction, where are those values pointing us, I would have to say maturity. I don't want to lock it into one specific definition of the church, one type of church, one type of way of being in the church. I think God is bigger than that, and I think he'll call us to be resourceful and adaptable as we face the transients that we face. And so we're going to, um, we're going to think about that together uh, in our ministry time. What I want you to do, I want you to think about 
time in your ministry breakout section before we have a little bit of Q&A over the idea of direction being maturity, vision being maturity as the church, growing in those things. I would like you to think about those. Pray through. You'll notice in your, um, in your schedule, your agenda, at the bottom, there's some notes for breakout. In the leadership retreat, one of the things we did was we said, okay, what do we in our ministries lead, need to learn and grow in to, to love God better? to love people better, to love our city better. And now what we're doing is extending that a little bit further. How do we help those who come into our doors through our ministry to love God, to love people, to love the city? And so I know that thinking about our ministries in that way is different, and that's okay. But one of the things that that can do is help uh, ground us, help root us, help bring us unity that we talked about today as we do our ministry together. One of the good uh, feedback pieces that I got from the leadership retreat was that, okay, now I know how my ministry fits in with, the, with our vision and values of the church, right? And that's exactly what we need. We need to know how we're connected together, okay? So look at the bottom of your uh, agenda. Your, these are some of the questions I'd like you to ask together. And pray through together. Pray that God would give you clarity for how your ministry helps others to love God, love people, and love your city. Pray particularly that through your ministry, you would be able to help others to read and pray through Scripture and apply Scripture, which is the loving God piece. Remember, that was one of the most important ones that we landed on at the leadership retreat. Also, that uh, through your ministry, you would be able to help others speak the truth to one another related to sin. And, and there was a, through Leong's analysis, we saw that there was a very close second, in fact, that they were kind of sharing the weight. So we have welcome and help get visitors plugged in as another part of that. So it's not only confronting one another in sin and being able to hear that gracefully, but how do we welcome people? How do we really, truly draw them in and welcome them through the ministry that we do? And then lastly, evangelization. Like, what does it mean to share the hope that we have? Peter says, be prepared to give the reason for the hope that you have. Um, we are wondering together as a, le- a body of leaders, how do we do that in our workplace with our family and friends who are on a spiritual journey where they haven't yet met Christ? How do we share that? So we're going to be looking at those things. I would like you to pray through those things in your breakout time. But first, we need to talk together. It was important at the leaders' ministry meeting that we were able to hear one another's voices, hear how God's working. Sometimes there are challenges when you're thinking about your own ministry. How does, what does it mean to help others to love God and love people and love the city through what I do? So I want to take some time and just leave it open for Q&A, and let's, let's dialogue back and forth before we break into our ministry groups. Any questions that you have, any ins- things that you found insightful or helpful about, uh, particularly about direction? That was one of the questions coming out of the retreat. We also have a, a handheld mic, so if you raise your hand if you'd like to ask a question, then we'll all hear you. I won't have to repeat it. I guess this is why we're here today, but um, what would you say, Scott, is kind of your vision for, um, and I'm, I have a marketing background, so this is how my mind thinks, uh, like 
our target market? Like, we, you were asking that question, are we serving the disenfranchised in North Philly? Are we serving the young professionals in Fairmount? Are we serving the new families that are coming to the city and staying in the city? Do you have, like, uh, what you think it is? And, um, and, yeah, I guess that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, to some extent... We, uh, we have to yield to sovereignty in who the Lord brings us. And so we, you know, we've got a demographic now, and that has continued pretty steadily for the last 10 years, to my understanding. This is, um, this is what Jeff Bradford has said. This is what the elders are saying, that um, it's pretty, stayed pretty much the same. However, there is a, we're getting a, a cross section of different lives, different life stages. And we're also getting people coming to attend who would like to participate, but we don't yet have the ministries in place to help them to love God, love people, and love the city. So I think the first, the first stage in a target, our target group is probably about the demographic that it is now, which is starting to... Um, starting to settle down. We still get lots of young people. We get people who are living here longer and, and embedding themselves in the community. And so then we have different needs. So we have these holes in ministry that we need to address and figure out, okay, how do we help these different life stages to love God, these different life stages to love people and love the city? You know, people have, people have um, children have developmental stages, right, in the same way Christians do. And so when we think about our ministries helping others, no matter what cross-section of the demographic that comes in, one of the things we've got to think about is, okay, how do, how do we help new Christians, people who are either outside of the faith or new? How do we help maturing people, people who are familiar with the faith, they've come to faith, but they still have to grow? And then people who are mature. We have all of those in our midst, and we have to do ministry and bring the gospel to bear as though each type of person is present among us. It's not just one that would isolate our ministry and make it programmatic. In fact, we want to stay away from programmatic. We just want to do things efficiently and well so that people are loved when they come in. Do you feel like I'm answering around that question? Do you feel like... Can you use the mic? Yeah. So interjecting, like, my business background, like, when you need to... When you want to expand, you have a, a marketing program, you have an outreach program, you, you target who you want to send, give your message to. And I guess that, like, from a nonprofit church perspective, I don't have a lot of uh, experience with how that's done, but in terms of how do you grow the body and, and how that's done. And, I, and I, I know that home groups are a big part of that and relationships. Um, I just want to, I just want to know if, I guess I just ask those questions to see if we are thinking about that. I yeah. know that sounds like almost like heresy to like talk about it in those terms. Like, you know, how do we get more people in the door? Because it's not about more people. It's about the quality of their faith and, and growing, yeah. growing the maturity. But at the same time, like we need, you know, there needs to be a certain number of people in the, in the church. And we want to see people come in, new people come in, that kind of stuff. So I'm just... The, that's where my head is at and, and from that perspective. And I think hearing you say that, and I probably could learn a lot from how you think about it and see it and from, like, my business background. It's not sure. exactly well, the same. Yeah, I man, I think that um, one of the things that we're doing, like, if you asked any particular ministry right now, hey, what are your, what are your key efforts in your ministry that help people to love God and love people and love the city? How are you going to promote those and communicate to our congregation and the wider community about them? Most people would have a question mark. 
you know, sort of a, bl- a blank. So I'm not sure I've thought about it in that way. So one of the things that we're doing as we solidify our understanding of how God's working through us and what, you know, how we can um, take the roadblocks out of the way for being who, going where he's calling us to go is to actually think about, okay, now that we understand how we help people in any stage of their spiritual journey to love God, to love people and love the city, now that we have an understanding of how our ministry connects to that, we can start to communicate about it. We can start to promote things that are going on that are good for people to get involved with, helpful for them to get connected with, right? There was a, but there was a great, you know, and I, I want to speak to your um, thoughts about your business background and thinking about church. There was a comment on the retreat like that that was important, and I want to highlight it here. The idea is that we did some planning that was very business-like in, in thinking through what do we need to learn and grow in, um, you know, what kind of processes do we need to excel in, you know, sort of um, business speak organizationally talking about our where we're headed as a church and how we live out of our values connecting our ministry efforts to the values that we have and the question came was this i do this for work you know and i and and we do things that are very similar to that but we get paid for it and here it's volunteer Right? How do you expect us to do the same kind of planning and thoughtfulness around that? And my answer there is, um, as, as gently as I can, is that, that being paid a dollar amount is not connected with being great, you know, doing things really well. We can do things really well and not get paid. Because of Christ's sacrifice for us, we can give away to others in the same way, bearing one another's burdens is a lot like that, where you, you are taking of your own time and your own skill set and your own, um, it costs you something to bear one another's burdens. That's okay. You know, we, we have payment in full and more. We have an embarrassment of riches uh, that, that are brought to us in the gospel. So I just want to, I want us to make sure that, you know, as we are clarifying who we are, as we're empowering one another in leadership to be who God is calling us to be, and as we're united in that, it's okay to do things with a little bit of clean organic. You remember the analogy? You know, I think right now we, we um, do dirty organic, and we need to do things clean organic. You know, it's like if I go to the vegetable market on Spring Garden and I get a bunch of farm-fresh vegetables to bring home for a salad and I put them in a bowl, but they have compost on them and slugs growing around, and I try to eat them. It's organic, but it might not nourish me. It might make me sick. Right, and each of us here has felt the pain of that. So that's not that's not me coming down on us. That's saying let's look real, you know, with reality at our opportunities for growing to be who the Lord wants us to be. Make sense? Okay. Do I need to stand? Yeah. Okay. You don't need to stand, but okay, you can good. if you want. Um, <laughs> the uh, to, to continue your clean, organic, dirty, organic. Um, how do we measure? our number one topics that we have in the categories. So, like as home group leaders, how do we measure if we're reading, praying through, and applying scripture better? Um, not as us personally, but as for our group. <clears throat> and so on and so forth with yeah. speaking truth, evangelism. Yeah. I think, you know, the, don't be afraid of this structure. It's not meant to contain us. It's meant to free us. Right, and I think that um, one of the things I played with the band last week, and it was a lot of fun. And one of the things Phil did with us beforehand was read a psalm 
to us and say, remember, worship is about this. And it was beautiful. It was making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And that uh, is presenting scripture to us as the worship team. It's helping us to learn a piece of scripture better, right? It's exactly what we said we would do. It's simple, you know, and there are simple ways that that's going to happen in home group. You'll know when it's missing, right? You're not growing in scripture. Like uh, I was... Glenn had mentioned a couple who had been coming here for about six months, and then they dropped off the face of Liberty Fairmount. And he saw them at a party and um, said, hey, I miss you. I haven't seen you around. And they said, well, you know, the problem is that we just couldn't break in. We, and we tried, but there, there are pre-established relationships and there are circles of friends, and you're talking with one another, and we couldn't, we couldn't break in. Now, my question to you is, is that mature or not mature in the gospel? You'll recognize maturity when you see it. So it's not, we're not, you know, we, we can measure growth, and we can give God thanks for that in these areas. But I, I don't think we need to freak out about that. I think we just need to draw our attention in a unified way. At, hey, this is what call it, God is calling us to work on in our ministries. Make sense? Yeah. Hannah, help me understand where we are in reference to the schedule. Five more minutes for Q&A? Okay. I have a question, Scott. I know it varies between home groups for leadership, uh, but is there any structure as far as leaders in training or apprentices um, that might be coming up to give structure to that, um, just like elders in training or something? You know, we don't have anything in place for that right now. And one of the ways that we've aimed at it, though, is to provide the the study guides for to going through Philippians because there's a short, I think it's about three-page section on how to lead the study. It's not, it's not real hard, and it allows people to sort of come up to speed as you identify in them the same things that you see you doing. You know, the thing about, I think the, the thing that we want to do first is identify leaders, you know, and that's not saying, hey, you have it all together. That's saying, hey, I see in you the potential to do what I'm doing as a home meeting leader or whatever ministry that I'm leading in, right? So come alongside, and you just let them work with you, you know, and, and try it out, try their hands out. But we do need to look at a more, in a more organized way about what does training look like for, do we need that, and what does it look like if it is? I'm happy to talk to me. If you're a home meeting leader and you feel like, okay, I don't know how to... Um, I don't know how to help my apprentice or this person who shows interest in leadership along. Either talk to me or talk to the elder that's over your group. Talk to us both, probably. And uh, we, we'll have suggestions for you. We'll support you in that. Okay. By the by, uh, the elders now have an updated list Julie Reamer put together where it has you. If you're, you're in a home meeting, it has you, uh, the home meeting leader, the apprentice, people who are involved in that level, and then any of the in covenant members in the group. And the idea is that we're going to, we have the contact information available for each of you so that we can call. If you're a group under our care, we can email or text or call, you know, once every so often and say, hey, how's God working in your life? What do you need prayer for? So that we can have a working understanding of where God's working, what you need support in as far as prayer. And sometimes problems will come up then. So we're going to be, expect us to be more proactive with reaching out to you that way. But you can always reach out to us, and that's probably, you know, the burden is always in our court. You know how the, in Matthew it says, you know, if, you've, if you were, um, find that you have something against somebody else, go. Or if you think that somebody else has something against you, go. But the ball's always in your court to go. So if you need help, uh, please come. 
you know, it's a busy time and a busy place and a busy season, and we need you to be able to, to reach out to. Uh, just, just to clarify and go back to the first question that, uh, that was asked, um, am I correct in, and this is just clarifying question, in understanding that at least at this moment our target, I know you have a broader goal of spiritual maturity in general, but that at least our target demographic is essentially, if you're going to say the makeup it currently is, would basically be young, white, and educated. Um, and I ask that because, you know, how you measure these purposes that we have is how it matches, um, how, how it meets the needs of the demographic. And I'm specifically thinking of uh, when you look at the bottom the notes, things like welcoming and helping to get visitors plugged in or evangelizing. And, you know, if, if we go with what I, I thought you had said at first, which is you had this more broadly, we just want to be the church. We don't want to narrow ourselves down. But if we do something like, well, how are we evangelizing? I could bring, you know, all the Puerto Ricans from my neighborhood or all the African Americans from the neighborhood near here, and they may not feel comfortable or welcome here because of the conditions that are here right now or the practices that we do, right? Or I could bring, you know, 50-plus year, like, older folks here, and they may not feel comfortable. It's the same kind of a thing, which is not to judge anything, just simply to say that, you know, if we aim too widely, we may not hit anyone. And so if our target is actually this young, educated, you know, what, how does that translate into what we think of as evangelism or welcoming folks or speaking the truth to one another? You know, because those look differently to different types of people. That's right. And so I'm just trying to kind of be more, I guess, specific about how, how kind of the measuring question Chad asked. How do we measure the evangelism piece? Who are we evangelizing to? Not like we don't want to reach certain people, but we know we will be better at reaching certain types if we're set up a certain way. Right. I think, I mean, we have to put pause on that, answering that question in some, some ways for now. Uh, not that, I mean, I think that one of the things, too many thoughts, let me think, let me slow down. One of the things that we um, have to do is be prepared for when our maturing in loving God and in loving people well and in loving the city well starts to bring in people who are not uh, like our normal demographic that we've had it happen a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've had uh, some homeless friends who have been attending worship regularly there. You're starting to see it. And there is a, it's not, it is a majority white culture right now, but if we're loving God and loving people well and loving our city well, I think that we'll see that start to change. I would like to see it open up to diversity. I think our heart is there. But I don't think, as you said, it's like the couple who didn't come find a way in, right? Um, right now, we don't have a great way to welcome people from different stages in life, right, with different needs. But as we grow up together, we're going to see that some of us are rooting down, staying in the community longer. That changes the way that we interface with people and needs in the community. It also changes the way that we have relationships, changes the people that we invite in. So I think over time, we're going to see that. And I don't think that we're closed down to that as a, as a purpose or a direction. I just think that we're not mature in aiming at celebrating diversity in a way where most people could come in and feel welcome. We have to grow up a little bit there. But we ha- I think we have to wait. Is that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Anything else on your minds? This is helpful. Thank you. Okay. So what we'll do is uh, this is the time to go ahead and um, break, uh, break into your ministry breakout time. So if you're involved with a ministry, get with your ministry teams.